Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you, my friends. This is Brad, and you are listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. Welcome to the Barn Studio. I'm in the back part of our property here in our small little barn and are ready to just get going into the scripture and talking about the God of heaven. We talk about the kingdom of heaven. We talk about the resurrection body of the believer going to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, who was the shepherd and the miracle worker, who is now king of kings, and Lord of Lords, as we read about in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, and so many other things that we've been able to talk about. And I welcome you as you join me in our talk about heaven and what the Bible says. Now, the first thing that I want to invite you to is into one of the different places that I'll be going this summer as I am going on the Heaven is Home tour. And coming up here, as I am recording right now here at the end of May, I'm going to be in two weeks down in Atmore, Alabama at Cross Point Church with Pastor Guy Heath, Cross Point Church, on Saturday, June 10th and Sunday, June 11th. And I will be there for a Heaven is Home conference. It's going to be a number of sessions, and one will be the Q&A time in which you can write down your questions or you can raise your hand and ask a question there. And I find these most valuable because there are times that I'm thinking, well, now, you know, I haven't really uh, had that question asked me for quite a while or maybe ever. And if I cannot get you an answer, I do promise I will go right into the research and get you an answer. So that's going to be on June 10th and 11th. And that will be at Cross Point Church in Atmore, Alabama. It's on Jack Springs Road. Pastor Guy Heath is the pastor. And you can get some more information if you call their uh, website, call the number on their website and get some more information there. On June, oh, no, July, let me move to July. July 9th, I will be at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Pastor Steve Cruz is the pastor there. And I will be there all day Sunday with a Heaven is Home conference there. Moving over, I will be in the Pittsburgh area in July 16th, and right now when I finish up this podcast, I'll let you know the name of the church. We are confirming it right now. I've just got to get a few more things together. So I'll be in Pennsylvania in the uh, the, the smack middle of July. Then as July ends, I'll be in Dayton, Texas, and I'll give you the location, exact location, as we're pulling all of these things together. And so kind of moving around an awful lot here and uh, making some different contacts throughout Pennsylvania and uh, South Carolina, here in South Carolina, in Greer and Walhalla, South Carolina. I'll let you know more about those. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the many people that help our ministry uh, day by day, week by week, in different ways, helping out, encouraging letters, and just many wonderful things. For example, the Boyke family uh, in Michigan sent me as a wonderful thing. Uh, just sent a wonderful gift for our ministry, and then also sent a baseball cap from their minor league team of the West Michigan Whitecaps. And uh, this is in response when they saw that Miss Karen and Mr. J had sent me a baseball cap uh, and a shirt from the Savannah Bananas, because I had been down and speaking at their church at Pooler First Baptist Church in Pooler, Georgia, right outside of Savannah. And I want to shout out as well 
to Pastor uh, to uh, well former Pastor Jay Jay and Miss Karen. Wonderful, wonderful people. Then also to Teresa from Ohio, one of our moderators, and Johnny from the Pittsburgh area, our moderators who help each and every day. And Kirk has just come on board as a helper uh, there in moderation on my YouTube, which is now meeting at 9.30 in the morning, 9.30 on weekday mornings, Eastern Standard Time to 10.30. Have a live class, and part of the class is a Q&A time. And so I have moderators helping us so diligently. And prior to that, on TikTok, I will uh, have every day, weekday mornings, 8.30 to 9.25, I have an online uh, class there. The first half is a teaching, and the second half uh, about heaven, teaching about heaven, and the second half is the question and answer session as well. So many, many people are helping out, and I can't begin to tell you how I appreciate that. Very, very nice. Well, now, here's the reason I'm bringing this uh, study up here today. In today's class, I'm not exactly sure which live video class I was teaching, but one of the questions came up from a well-meaning person, but they made a claim and I didn't feel that it could go by, and I want to deal with this because they said this, why is God of the Old Testament, he's nothing but wrathful, then Jesus is the nice one, and he is nothing but love in the New Testament? And they delineated the two so strongly that it was as if they were trying to wrench the Trinity apart and saying, God is nothing but angry and mean. And they used the word wrath in the Old Testament. And then they said, just as broad stroke sweeping here statement, they said, and Jesus is nothing but love in the New Testament. Well, upon further questions, I found out they haven't really dug so far into the Old Testament and are making assumptions about Jesus of the New Testament. I believe it's a new reader in the scriptures. But they brought up something, and this may be on your mind, and I want to deal with this and and get you some answers here, because this is very, very important. Because let me tell you why. Back in the early uh, centuries, uh, the first century of the uh, Christian explosion throughout the, uh, all throughout, not only the Mediterranean, but throughout the civilized world, Christianity was reaching and changing lives and such. Well, you will see in the Bible, there were many, uh, just many narratives about the danger of the false teachers coming within the existing churches and being aware of them and what they uh, can do to hurt a church. And we found out one of those may have been in reference, one of the, uh, the proponents of a false doctrine may have been the reference by these different passages that we read in the scripture and the warnings in the letters that we have. The person's name was Martian. Marcion. Not Martian as in an alien, but some will pronounce it Markian. But you have Martian. And Martian was a theologian and had been born in AD 85. And within that time into adulthood, the teaching of this, you will spell his name M-A-R-C-I-O-N if you want to do some more research on it. Marcion, I'm going to pronounce it so you don't think I'm talking about an alien. Marcion was a theologian who said that God was really a different entity from Jesus. God 
sent Jesus and he stayed angry. He was an Old Testament anger God. Well, then he sends Jesus, who is a new God, and Jesus has no vengeance on mine. God, the one who was the creator of the world, was really upset with everything going on in sin. So it was pounding away in judgment. But then Jesus came along as just the next in line, a new God. And that was something that was very, very dangerous and was actually quite, quite volatile going throughout the time. So the reason I bring this up is the Marcionites that were following there were proponents of this belief that God of the Old Testament, well, that's bad. And then the God of the New Testament, Jesus, well, he's nice. And so you, you know, never the twain shall meet. And this grieved me when early, I don't think you have it so much anymore, but I would see this many times as I was traveling back in the 90s, especially 80s, and there would be a church that would have on their sign out front, we're a New Testament church. And they were very biblical, but they liked to push the fact that they were a New Testament church. Are you telling me that you've eliminated the Old Testament? What is that supposed to mean? And there was a delineation there was a very dangerous one. Oh, we're just New Testament. You're not going to get Old Testament here. Well, why is that? Well, then if you were to really go push, uh, comes to shove, they're saying, well, you know, the Old Testament, well, you have God in anger. And Jesus you have in love. God in a melancholy presentation in the Old Testament. Nothing but anger, just as this uh, lady had uh, said on our class today. And said, all I'm seeing is God is nothing but wrath. Well, she had barely touched into the scriptures. But I want to give to you scriptural passages in which we take a look and we see the loving Yahweh in the Old Testament, too. And then it spills over into the New Testament along with Jesus in the presentation. And I'll remind you that when we see this, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, are one, three persons in one. So we don't want to be ripping these uh, apart and ripping the, the, the members of the Godhood, the triune God, uh, the persons of the Godhood apart. So I want you to take a look at this. And the best answer is to go into the scriptures. So if you have your notes, and as I always remind you, do write notes down. Be as the Berean Christians were, as we see in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, that they search the scriptures daily to see whether these things are so. And so we're going to do that. As a matter of fact, my dissertation for my PhD was on this very subject. Could we go into the Old Testament and could we see the face of God, Coram Deo, could we see the face of God as a loving God? And so I limited myself in my, in my dissertation to present nothing but Old Testament passages on God's love. Well, let's take a look at some of them and write these down. And you can be assured that this God that we serve in the Old Testament is a God of love. He's a disciplining God. He's a sovereign God, and he will show his wrath. But to say he is wrath and then make that the key and only point about God is a very, very sad and even a dangerous thing. See, Isaiah 65, 19, it says this. This is God the Father talking. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad for my people. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Does this sound like a wrathful God of, quote, unquote, nothing but wrath. 
then why would it say in Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22, the Lord's loving kindness will never cease. His loving kindnesses never cease. His compassions never fail. We know that as we look, and I'm going to cheat over into the New Testament, as we see the descriptions of God the Father, God's very nature is love. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8, God is love. And as I like to tell people, it's more than he has love, or he's giving love, or he's showing love. He is love. He's giving of his very nature, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8. And I'll remind you, since I'm, I, I have my feet in the New Testament here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And continuing on 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, God desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Peter 3, 9, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. This is a God of love, but a God of justice. But let's go back. Is he nothing but wrath? If that is true, then why would it say in Psalm 118, verse 6, the Lord is for me. I will not be afraid. What can a mortal do to me? Or Psalm 118, verses 1, 2, and 3, it keeps repeating this phrase, his faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. As a matter of fact, verse 17, it says, I will not die, I will live, and I will recount the works of Yahweh. Psalm 145 and verse 8, the Lord, Yahweh, is great in kesed, is the Hebrew word which is loving kindness. We're seeing an awful lot here as we talk about the loving kindness of God. In Judaism, you have 13 main attributes of God, and loving kindness, kesed, is one of them. It means a lifelong love. It's based on a promise, a covenant that's going to last all the way through. And as I just said, you're looking at Psalm 118 and you're seeing this amazing, amazing promise all the way through his, his loving kindness, uh, his faithful love endures forever. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Psalm 42 and verse 8, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. Almost like it is a celestial door dash. He's ordering it down there to those in need, showing his dear love. Isaiah 54 and verse 10, The mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love, says the Lord, my kessid for you will not be shaken. Do you get the idea here that this God, this incredible sovereign God, has a deep love for his children? And to the ones that have responded to his invitation, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, you can't even imagine what he has in store for those who love him. He's going to reciprocate that love, as it says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7, in the ages to come, he will, through his abundant riches, show kindnesses through Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 tells you, God shows his love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So I hope that this is just a brief look at the many, many passages that talk about 
God's deep and, and, and powerful love for us. And I hope that you have some references here that not only will help you to be encouraged, but also bring you great joy, because that is one of the names of heaven to the believer that is heading there, Matthew chapter 25, the name for the entrance into the eternal presence of God is joy. Hey, this is Brad. Thank you so very, very much for being with me today. Hope these notes help you. And listen, if you are able to continue to pray for us, encourage us in our ministry on the Heaven Tour, as I'm going on out and I'm going to be uh, uh, traveling this summer, and then also going into our podcasting, continuing in the podcasting, and others, I sure could use your help. Uh, I'm looking here at bales of insulation in front of me. It still needs to be put up, and we need to get this place socked away and more soundproof and ready for the winter time as well. And then also patch them some holes so no snakes come in too. I am out over here at the edge of the forest, and we have had some visitors here now and again. If anything, if you can help us out in any way uh, through financial giving, the uh, you can go over to our PayPal account on zulon.org under donate, or you'll also see the address there on our website on where you could send a check if you do. We are a 501c3 organization. And as much as I don't like to be asking for funds, it is also very exciting for me to say, because of your giving, I've been able to travel to places and small churches and Bible studies and little conferences that could not afford for me to do so. I never ask them for money, and sometimes they'll pass the hat And that may cover my expenses, and your giving could do the same thing. So thank you so much. But overall, as we talk about heaven, you're seeing a God of love here. And you know something? This loving God takes care of me, and he helps me with this ministry, and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. This is Brad, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.